This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. The FBI basement is paid for in part by an endowment from the Roush Corporation. Roush, we're not up to anything bad. What's up, Truth Seekers, and welcome back to the FBI Basement, the show where we watch and record every episode of the hit 90s series, The X-Files. Wait, wait, where did we go? Did we leave? Because I feel like we didn't leave. Well, from their perspective, they haven't seen us for a week. They don't see us at all. Well, they It's imagine a podcast. Us. They imagine us. Podcast. They can imagine us. They see us in the mind's eye. <laughs> I like to think they see me as a cat. Just like imagine what your avatar is in their minds. I think that they, I think that my natural handsomeness comes off. I feel like I'm just a giant pink panda. <laughs> like I, I just assume everyone sees me as I do, which is a panda. Today on the program, we're reviewing the episode three in which uh, Mulder goes out for some serious vampire LARPing in L.A. Okay, okay, so I need to get my character sheet, right? Or are right. you just assigning them to us? I'm, I've, I've got pre-gens for us today. Okay, okay so uh, I am Todd, and I will be playing Prince Rudolph of of Clan Ventru. Shannon, <gasps> you are the uh, hard-bitten Bruja punk, Sally. <laughs> so am I going to get to fight the Nazi punks? Is that my whole thing? Okay. Make it your own. Okay. Okay to be Faratu spy mistress. Valentine, I'm giving you the um, uh, Malkavian conspiracy theorist. As long as it's chaotic news. Very chaotic news. Like, I guess we could spend like, note, which Anybody I guess we prefer. Gets, boy, howdy, is this one going to be a fun Oof. ride? <laughs> uh, the listeners at home be a strong contender for the face of Mars. This for the season. face of Mars Award, you're yeah. an early contender. As as you recall from from the last episode we did, the X Files had just been reopened after the abduction after the apparent abduction of Dana Scully. All right, let's get right to the uh, oh, recap here because this is going to be a bumpy ride. So strap in, folks. This is the uh, seventh episode of the uh, second season, originally airing November of 1994. Uh, written by Chris Ruppenthal and uh, Glenn Morgan and James Wong. So three different script writers here. So boy, boy. Uh, and directed by David Nutter. <laughs> Garrett Lore, a businessman, is uh, currently engaged in some extramarital naughtiness to the backdrop of California's climax ecology. Does it also look like he's in the house that Roddy Piper breaks into and they live? I think so. I think that's the house that Roddy <laughs> Piper breaks into and they live. Oh with the God. woman from the... Yeah, it is, right? I think that looks familiar. <laughs> it looks like it could have been any of those like fucking McMansions they got up yeah, there. Yeah, right? it's, like, it's either that or it's like, I feel like it's from like uh, GTA 5, it, which all may have been oh the same God, fucking right. thing, man. Yeah, so, but... Uh, the wildfires should tell you that we are, in fact, in California, and of course, because that state sets itself on fire. During the burning! 
fucking season. Because <laughs> all the gays. Look what the homosexuals have done to my state. The gentleman um, is nervous, and as he addresses a beautiful, uh, an apparently beautiful woman. Question mark. Uh, he <laughs> says that he never does this. Never sends his family away. Okay, you, you know what vacations. that is code for? I do this all the time. Don't judge me. This is at least the third time I've done this, and I'm still lying to myself and you. <laughs> It's I have got severe denial. Please don't judge me. That's what that is code for. This is the this is the first time I've done it with a woman. <laughs> oh, he cuts off his self righteous whimpering, and they end up in a hot tub together. Do you think he's like some sort of like preacher, some evangelical preacher type? I just want to pretend that he is. Um, he's more like a politician to me. Regardless, this hot tub sex scene is right out there with. The sex scene between Jesse Spano and uh, Kyle McLaughlin in Showgirls. If you watch any bit of Showgirls, that scene is worth your time uh, because it is the lousiest thing ever. She bites down into his arm and he pushes her back. She almost leaps back onto him as two other men jump into the tub with him. One of them rages a syringe and the victim's wine glass breaks. Cue <laughs> for some. Cue the opening theme. Chickity China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. Watching next files with their lights on. Delamay's on. Hope, Hope the smoking man's in this one. one. He's not in this one. No, we won't see him again until one breath. And then he like lives the saddest life ever. Anyway, uh, we come back and they're napalming uh, Oakland, right? No, no. Oh. We come back to Mulder returning to the basement, to the eponymous basement. <gasps> And changing his calendar. <laughs> his, his, calendar. His, his sexy dirty calendar. His anyone, sexy hardware anyone, calendar. Did anyone check how many months that, that had been? That, only two. Only two months that had been closed. Like, he only chooses it up like two times. <laughs> <laughs> Lingers on it for a while there. And of course, this whole office is like plasticed over. and But it's like that all the time when it's like Mulder has to work late. I'm just going to put the plastic up. It's going to make it easier to clean. That's does, just what does he, he does go for the calendar before? <laughs> I think so. Like, they think that's like the first thing he does is like, he just like, all right, it's March. He starts unwrapping all of his shit and then heads to a file cabinet where he takes an X file with Scully's name on it and slips it into the cabinet after looking very, very longingly at it. And turn around. Right. Yeah, now Scully's in the spank bank. That's literally what's going on there. Is it's like, all right, gonna fap to this later. Like and he it's also like has uh, her glasses and badge. He does remove he removes her necklace and stares at it briefly before his phone rings. This is also where they have that great picture of Scully in weird bondage too, with like the gag and the blood and <laughs> is that is also that, in that, that shot? Like yeah. in that opening scene. It, like that's literally the last episode where they got that where he was how did they get that? Were they looking at security footage? Like the, they pulled the dash cam they, with the cop. Which and is then like they zoomed in, they did that magical zoom that's not even possible and, in today. No. Man, that was the thing until Google happened. Hey, your jurisdiction shit, man. God, it's nice to know that nobody like did they called him out, right? Like they called him to be there, right? No, no, he Someone just showed up out of out of nothing. He's like, I've been waiting for these guys to well, yeah, in the past, similar murders dates, and he predicts that there week there will be two more. Uh, okay, and the killers will be uh, the killers will once again be in the, the wind. Ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> these are all coming off the same thing: exsanguinated bodies, smashed. Damn it! You had to bring up exsanguinated, didn't you? Eve's 
Are the eaves back? That's like what? Only a person? Are you guys really going to make me Google how much blood is in the human body? I think it's like 2.5 liters, isn't it? Even the weirdest. Oh, look at that. That's like one of the most common questions asked. It's 5.5 liters. Jesus. It's 1.5 gallon, gallons of blood. One point hard. Yeah, like this is the thing is it's like 1.2 to 1.5 gallons of blood in the human body, which, by the way, I just want to point out that when I type that into Google, it literally just finished the question for me. So I'm not the only person who, who wants to know this. <laughs> And to the FBI and CIA and NSA, uh, monitoring my Google search, I write professionally, not a terrorist, not a serial killer. Another detail that he mentions from the previous murders is the uh, presence of writing on the wall in the victim's blood. So they don't drink at all. They have to use some of it for ink. But like, okay, still, like, we're talking about 7% of your body weight, nearly like 1.5 gallons of blood. Let's just go on the outside because that's that's a big old boy right there. Um, really? I am actually quite impressed with these guys because they're very clean. <laughs> Mulder, starts to, Mulder, Mulder goes into pro, Mulder's in profiler mode at this point and calls these three the unholy tri- trinity. The cop is uh, <laughs> apparently impressed by Mulder's um, uh, crime fighting acumen and takes him in to meet the detectives. Oh... It's McKenzie from uh, Stargate, the asshole that wants to shut it all down. And then oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Helping him out in, in the end, and he's actually really cool. Mulder begins investigating, but he insists that he works alone. No, no he doesn't. No, 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 no. See, no. Mulder calls up a local blood bank under the guise of Marty Mulder from their payroll service, asking about a W-4. <laughs> because Mulder is bad at fake names. Oh, my God. Like, this is this is almost recurring. This is almost a complete recurring joke. Hi, yes, I need a W-4 form. My name is David Fake Name. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to use any fake name, make it be your last name as the fake one. Yeah, Marty. Well, I mean, like, Marty. Mar- Marty. Mulder, like this is the thing is it's like uh mf looter murdy Mulder, and then when we get into it uh rob and laura petri the woman asked on, on, <clears throat> she's talking about frank who is the new night watchman frank at the hollywood uh bank and Mulder searches the facility with a flashlight the hollywood blood bank sorry <sighs> Uh, which is by the way maybe my favorite murder doll album of all time is hollywood blood bank <laughs> she searches the facility with a flashlight and a gun. Oh my god! I love this scene. He's like going down the stairway, and this black dude surprises him, and he just turns and pulls his gun on him, and the dude drops what he's holding, and he doesn't get shot, and it didn't phase him at all either. He's like just almost got killed, and he's just like, "Oh, here, let me pick up my stuff and help you, sir." Thank you, magical black Negro. Like that's that's literally what happened, right? Well, he does find someone uh, getting down on a seriously iron rich uh, Capri Sun, which is going to be the name of my metal album, right? Iron rich Capri Sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like someone is just chomping down on a blood bag. Getting him back to the interrogation oh wait, no, room isn't for- there some fantastic just attempts to escape Mulder at this, and then oh. Okay. He immediately, he immediately puts him in handcuffs. 
Yeah, like the clearly, ground. yeah, clearly he's not that one of those vampires that has like super strength or speed or anything like that. It's like clearly this is not Keith or Sutherland from the Lost Boys. It's not even Edward from Twilight. Like Edward could get away from Mulder, and I fucking hate Twilight. But <laughs> Edward could get away from Mulder. <laughs> Later on, he is being uh, tormented with the bright lights of the interrogation room. Well, to be fair, I also hate fluorescent lights. I, I too react like uh, this in a too, fluorescent too, light room. Uh, freaked out over like. When have I ever heard of vampires being bothered by electrical lights? Never. Like, it's always been sunlight. It is that or vitamin D lamps, which do exist, uh, especially if you live in Russia. <laughs> True story. You can actually buy vitamin D lamps. Um, vitamin D and vitamin K lamps. Mulder walks in and sets a red lamp on the table, which the, or the cops are leaning on, plugs it in and flips the overhead lights off. Now, um, uh, bathed in the red light, he's able to function again. So he's not so much a vampire as he is Roxanne. <laughs> Roxanne, put on your red lights. Roxanne, your body to the night. Roxanne, put on your red light. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. We we just haven't gotten a chance to sing lately. He cuts open his, his hand with a fingernail and begins sucking out the blood. And it says that he'll only talk to Mulder, so the cops leave. Because that's exactly what you should do in that situation is, oh, he's hurting himself. Oh, he's mentally unstable. Sure, let's leave him with the FBI agent alone in a room with no backup. The man tells Mulder, he is the father. I am the son. She is the unholy spirit. He goes off on this uh, quasi-religious um, uh, scripture-quoting spiel, uh, says that he say, didn't murder the most recent victim, comparing it to a snake eating a fly. I, I didn't know snakes ate flies. I really? thought they ate... <laughs> yeah, I thought that they ate smaller uh, creature mammals and amphibians. He claims that he, he also claims that he is immortal and will never die. He has inside him blood of kings. He has no rival, no man. Wait, he's not the Highlander, is he? No. Shit. He says, uh, I can't die. And then Mulder like totally threatens him. He's like, but I know what can kill you. Is it incoherent plots and mumbling in darkened rooms? Because that's kind of killing me right now. <laughs> Mulder is very skeptical about this man claiming to be a real-life vampire because of the fact is he can be seen in a mirror. Like, that's the deciding factor for Mulder. He's like, oh, I've, I've heard all the criteria. And I've has he ever encountered a vampire before? No, this is the first time he has encountered a vampire, and it is not going to be the last time that they encounter vampires. He is interested. He, he does think that the gas chamber might actually do a good job of taking down Vlad here. Except that California actually does not have a death penalty. But he offers, he does offer to take that <laughs> off of the plate in exchange for the names of the cohorts. Except California doesn't have a death penalty. Actually, course, it might have uh, back in 96. The son believes that only they, that his cohorts are the only ones that can kill him, and Mulder says he knows what can. Right before daybreak, Mulder is uh, offers to um, uh, cover the windows in exchange for information with uh, aluminum foil. Because, you know, that's what he does through the windows in his own house, right? Well, yeah, I mean, okay, it, to answer the question is that in 1972, they did, in fact, suspend it. Then they brought it back in the 80s because they found it a safer way of doing it, and then it has been outlawed since 2014, but the state of California has not executed anyone in tw into, since 2006, which is why Richard Ramirez is still fucking alive. Um, is he? I might be wrong. I'm not looking it up. Let's go on. 
you know, the prisoner still says no dice molder leaves. And when the sun comes up, he starts bubbling and smoking. Yeah, he burns to fucking death. And the funny thing is, like, you totally know Mulder knew that was going to happen. And like, Mulder's like, a it's like, dick. It's like Shannon stepping. It's like Shannon stepping out on the yeah, beach without it, sunscreen. Yeah. See, that's the thing because I'm half vampire on my mother's side and half a uh, deep one on my dad's side, which is why my dad has webbed toes. I think you're oversharing here. So like I that wish one uh, that one monster of the week before. What was it? The tube worm mon- monster. Yeah. Yeah. Webbed toes like that. Yeah, kind of. Like a frog. Kind of. Anyway, uh, yeah, it is. This is, by the way, I mean, this is literally me five minutes on a beach, and I don't actually drink blood. So maybe that's why I burn. Maybe you should start. Blood. Yeah, maybe I should start drinking blood, and I won't burn on on beaches. The prisoner is now dead, and the man in a white coat is suggesting to Mulder that Atini had prophyria. <laughs> no, which even Mulder is realizes that that's not how it works. Literally, this is like the first time Mulder is aware that this is not how shit works. He goes on to explain why it doesn't work. And then the doctor says, I quote, you're really upsetting me, dot, 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 on several (laughs) levels. (laughs) He's not here to give you good feelings here, man. I'm not here to cuddle your psyche. I'm here to solve a case. But Mulder is starting. I think Mulder is starting to come around on the fact that, holy shit, these are vampires. Uh... Don't get too comfortable with this. Just don't. Mulder looks down to the dead man's arm where he sees what the uh, consultant in the white coat guesses is an ink stamp. Peeling off a layer of skin, (laughs) says that he reveals the lettering, the name of Club Tepes. Uh, Just gotta let that linger here. uh, I, you know what? I can't, I'm not even going to do the dorky history thing. If you don't know who Vlad Tepes is, then, you know, I, I'm done. Like, this isn't even clever. This is this is literally what I called my vampire club when I was 14. I thought I was cool. Jeez, oh, was Fantasia already taken at this point? Uh, probably, actually. Hmm. So, but yeah, it's like, uh, Fant- well, maybe actually. Uh, Mulder goes to Club Tepes, where he um, uh, or, which looks like you know your standard vampire LARPer set. set. It, it of... really all it needs is Paralyzed Age playing in the background, and it actually that might actually be that band. Yeah, the the this horrible goth metal band playing in the background. We were literally trying to figure out if that was Bella Morte or Darling Violetta, and I am going to say Darling Violetta, since it's the mid '90s, and they were very much associated with vampires then. Because they were the theme of both Angel and Buffy. This is where Mulder gets all weird elitist and he's like, I totally get way weirder than this. This is this like, is yeah, this is like me. Mulder goes into the vampire sex club and is like, okay, this is it. And I, it is like the tamest like vampire sex club I have ever seen. You are not, not showing me anything new here. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's great. What else you got? Yeah. I mean, it is kind of missing some paralyzed age. Like, it is missing some really weird German going on. Mulder manages to make eye contact with a woman who is uh, using a makeup compact with no mirror. And she begins to ask him probing questions about his psychology and guesses that he has lost someone. This is like the most, like, this is just like every other psychic on the planet. Mulder looks shaken or bored. Or both. No, I, I think you're right. It is probably bored. And he does note that she is carrying a syringe in her purse. And he quotes the biblical verse that the killers have been writing in the victims' homes, and she completes it. <laughs> Why? Why are they doing this? Why is this the... 
He's, he thinks it's the code word you got to say to get the good drugs. He's thinking she's either a vampire or she's got drugs. Vampire drug dealers next on Six Sad World. Like, that's literally what's going on here. Get that ketamine, brah. You know, it's again, I think Mulder is still high from blood. I think literally we are just going to see an entire season of Mulder strung out on drugs. She does admit that she's involved with the murders, but Mulder follows her to her more private section of the club because that's fucking smart. No, of course. I'm going to just follow you this way. One of the men who was in the home of the yeah, is watching them leave. By the way, I I don't know if we've got if we lost Marissa completely, but Marissa, by the way, has pointed out in one of our chat channels that this is literally the same club from Gender Bender. Oh, they reused the set. <laughs> yeah, they basically reused the set from Gender Bender, which is I was like, I know this place looks familiar and boring. And the Empire of the Vampire. Yeah, this is yeah, it is. She's right. The woman's name is Kristen. Which is surprising since this is L.A. that she has not re- reformatted to Kirsten or something. Kirsten with six Q's and starting with like a silent H. And she uses the syringe to prick her or finger. Or butterfly. I don't know. It's, yeah. Prick her finger and offers Mulder a nice little drink of her blood. Are they not worried about AIDS and shit? Well, Mulder pretty much asks that because like, what the hell? Because, I mean, we're talking about the 90s here. Everyone's got AIDS and shit, which is, I think, my note. Yeah, it is. Like, I, I got really obsessed with, uh, yeah, I, I really did get a little bit. If Mulder won't take the blood, then she's not giving up the booty, though. So she gets up and offers it to someone else who immediately takes it. Yeah, and he's like, hell yeah, so blood! When, I, when he did that, I was like, no way, there's something else. There's all there's there's another lead he's following because he's not. Yeah, it's there's, you know, a, and it looks like the strange Asian worker, like office worker from Mr. Robot. Like, that's the thing is it's like, oh, this is the guy who hangs out with uh, Elliot and Mr. Robot. No wonder. Mulder follows the two, uh, tails the two back to a restaurant that's been shut up for the night. He peeks in through the shutters and slowly unzips his pants. Like, <laughs> like and it's like the it's like oh they go to the raw restaurant wait what no stop please no no molder no i don't even understand that that doesn't uh and uh she is uh given him a she is given the new gentleman a pretty hard hickey but a passing car shines a light through the thing and put and, and diverts their attention to the window where uh, where Mulder is, is Dwayne burying it really hard, <laughs> really He's hard. Not, not for the first time spying at someone. <laughs> I go, hi, how's it going? Like, this is creepy. What are you doing? It has been one week since Scully disappeared without a trace. It actually it's allegedly in the defense of this episode, and I won't do it often. It's supposed to have been some time since Scully has been missing. Allegedly. Mulder's peeping is not met with, with any uh, kindness. As it is not meant with the setup for a really good, like, threesome porn. No. Dear Penthouse Letters, I can't believe this happened to me. But no. He okay, just it. just so we are all on the same page, Ascension is supposed to have taken place in August, whereas 3 is taking place in November of 94. I'm not going to justify Mulder's peeping at this point, but I'm just saying, still, this is how you're dealing with it. And everyone deals with grief in their own way. Mulder just happens to do it as a filthy pervert. Well, at the beginning of this, uh, was it this episode or is it next one where he's rewatching porn? 
Uh, it's the next one where he's watching the porn, like, and it's the saddest. Like, I I find it as the saddest thing I have ever seen, and that includes the scene where Mulder is crying over Bigfoot later, and like, I think season six. Oh my god, I can't wait. Oh, it's so good, Valentine. You'll love it. <laughs> Meanwhile, as we talk about episodes we'd rather be watching than this one. Oh God. Do I still, should I be singing some paralyzed age here for you? Uh, Don Juan comes out and gives Mulder a good little sucker punch and knocks him down the stairs. And Mulder falls. And like, informs him piece of is, shit. And like, informs him that this is occurring between consenting adults. Two consenting adults. This guy is the whitest Asian dude I've ever seen that owns a, uh, uh, I assume, Chinese restaurant. It's supposed to be Egyptian themed. I think. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, gotcha. Like Amun Ra. Yeah. I thought it was like broken Chinese English saying Ra restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I, I don't know the setup here, but it is. It's like supposed to be Egyptian themed because Ra is the sun god, which I would guess if I were a vampire, I probably would not own. I would probably own something with, you know, uh, Anubis, but that's me or Osiris you know, God of it. Or, well, I wouldn't say Set so much because Set's the bad guy in Egyptian myth, but yeah, I mean, perhaps something like Osiris, who is the God of the dead, you know, I have opinions on, on myth, but yeah. To Mr. Consenting Adult goes back in to resume. Like, you feel like he's said uh, that before about other things that he has done, though. Like, we are consenting adults, sir. She is 14. We are consenting adults, sir. That's a horse. Like, you kind of feel like he's said that before to a cop. The observer from the bar punches him upside the neck, I guess, and and then he and uh, Kirsten are upon him. At this point, I was expecting Mulder to run in because he was obviously still watching. But I think he learned his lesson and he just watched us all go down. (laughs) Oh, that's for the spank bank, dude. Well, we don't see Mulder again until the next morning when when the uh, restaurant is now a crime scene. (laughs) Because Mulder is a piece of shit and terrible at his job. <laughs> He's also called in a forensic dentist this time. Uh, oh, like, does he have this guy on speed dial? Like, okay, he might actually. Like, he does find Kristen, <laughs> Kristen's um, uh, makeup compact and a tin of raspberry sauce. Mm. With some red prints on it. Is it blood? No, it's raspberry jam. I've made that mistake so many times. It's a yeah. game we play in this house, right? Like, you all play that too, right? Is it blood or raspberry jam? <laughs> that whole kitchen is now a health hazard for that restaurant. Oh, now they're going to have to shut it they down. Everything. Often you yeah, think sex has happened there where they use all the sauce and then dip their fingers in it. And it's the next day they just use that same bucket to serve to be Mulder hands off the Mulder hands off the um uh raspberry jelly to CSI to, to get fingerprinted and uh one's a suspect and one's a girl. Then the dentist tells him that the bite the bite marks were human and made by three people. Da-da-da. <laughs> Mulder then goes to look at some D V records for for Kristen. An X-File labeled Trinity Killers he, that he's brought over. <laughs> he, she had two previous addresses in Portland, Oregon, and Memphis, Tennessee, which is where um, uh, the two previous Trinity murders were located. <laughs> Mulder now believes that he has found the unholy spirit. Mulder apparently has enough information based on this to execute a search warrant on Trinity. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Here's a big old box of syringes. 
And uh, Trinity's not home, but there is a bread pan full of fresh baked bread full of blood. In the oven. Yeah, it was weird. Mulder hid this like really quick and like scooted all, all the guys out. It's like uh, he wanted to eat some of it and not share it with them. I, I really thought it was a blood bunt cake. That's the thing. Is it like it doesn't look like bread to me at all? Like it looks like a delicious like raspberry bunt cake. That shit would get soggy so bunt. fast. But Kristen has apparently flown the coop and not coming back, according to Mulder. They take his word for it, and they're like, "Nope, I guess, I guess she's gone. Forget this house." No, I guess he's correct that she is gone. So once the cops are gone, Mulder sticks around and waits for her to arrive at about 2.15 a.m. Because Mulder is a creeper and just apparently has nothing else to do. Kristen asks why he's there and he's alone. He doesn't give an answer. She notes that a change in the wind will, will bring the Malibu Canyon fire their way. Since, you know, that's still on fire. That's... It looks like napalm. It looks like it, it looks yeah, like, it looks I, like I they're the, bombing Oakland. Like it literally looks like they're trying to bomb parts of just apparently Kristen is a former abuse victim first by her father who, um, uh, who once kicked her teeth down her throat and caused her to uh, swallow some of her own blood, a sensation that she soon became very, very familiar, intimate with. It's weird, but I'm not blaming her anyways. Continue. The only thing that, she, <laughs> the only thing that, that let her know she was alive. She met John, who was known as the son in Chicago, and uh, he apparently whooped up on her, too. Also part of a pattern, not blaming her. Continue. At one point, uh, he split her lip open, and she retaliated by biting his, and then they got involved with what she calls blood sports. Is that where you fight in the cage in the Kumite? No, (laughs) no, I think we're dealing with a more extreme aspect of bondage, domination, Sadism and massacre. Um, oh, nope. That's that's literally that. not what it is. That's literally where you. I, I'm. I actually googled it because that's what I do. That's what I do for this. You know, this is how I. You do BDSM. Cool. Uh, I am not going to confirm nor deny that. No, I. This is apparently what I do. Uh, for the podcast. Thank you. Is that I Google things and no blood sport is not literally when you. Type in blood sports. It's uh, I, I get Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I mean, I'm I fuck. I'm not fucking kidding. I literally just typed in blood sports at Google. My save searches off, and all I have is Jean Claude Van Damme. Well, I think that uh, it, it's literally it is literally doing things like dog fighting. <laughs> Should oh, we, we just continue blood- to talk about blood sports? Like yeah, we that's blood sporting. It reminded me of blood squirting. There's a lizard that lives in the desert that squirts blood out of its eyes to to knock bugs out of the air. <laughs> and it, I, I don't know. It's a blood squirt, but it's also like they could compete. It's pretty accurate. I don't know. It's it's impressive. I'm impressed. Well, in this case, blood sports are referring to the to using to cutting and use of blood in sexual play. Yeah, by the way, it is. In fact, there is actually a BDSM aspect to it. That is blood sport. It just took a little bit more digging. And now I feel like I'm going to hell. Not for this, but for like working for the evangelical conservatives. All but right. this is not going to help. <laughs> it was when John came home with two other men and the situation became unnatural. Okay, look, you are cutting for sexual gratification. How much more unnatural does this need to be? Until you're like, no, I'm good. Well, there's always a line. Well, yes, no, and you should always have your hard limits and respect those hard limits of your partners. Safe word, safe word. I don't know if that's another... Pineapple. 
They followed her Damn to Memphis it. and uh, all of her subsequent moves, and now she's tired of running. <laughs> she pulls the necklace from Mulder's neck. <laughs> she expresses that she hopes that she finds the person he's lost. Mulder reveals to her that the individual she lost, John, is dead. He advises her to come back to the station with him, but she disagrees, intending to clean herself up, a plan that he agrees with. And in the most uncomfortable sex scene I have ever seen on television. Mulder uh, is uh, shaving because he's kind of looking pretty ragged since the... uh... Okay, so like, do you think they had sex? And then she's like, please bath. When was the last time you had a bath? Please go, go. (laughs) He must just smell... Awful. I can see bugs crawling on you, please, for the love of God. Now, of course, since she believes herself to be a vampire, she doesn't have a mirror in her bathroom, so ma- which makes shaving kind of difficult for Mulder. So she uh, basically climbs on his lap and begin and begins to shaving him for him, and does accidentally nick him. She he does stop her from licking the blood. AIDS. Saying it's not who you are. <laughs> and everyone has AIDS and shit. Anyway, like. <laughs> then, of course, the passionate snogging happens. Is it? Is it? Like. John, who was previously burnt to a crisp in the room, is watching from the window. Is Dwayne burying from the window. <laughs> <laughs> Overly attached Dwayne Berry. <laughs> oh, God. It is just, it's like some of the most uncomfortable scenes ever captured in the wee hours of the morning Kristen is walking back to her house is walking through her house when john comes in and grabs her how the fuck did he come back uh you see through the hole did he peel the rest of that shit off his skin because he wasn't actually burnt all along like what the fuck happened here uh you see aliens he tells her that she can she can live forever and that we come back She's mildly disturbed, but says nothing as uh, he grabs two large knives. He continues his long, rambling, uh, pseudo-religious bullshit and expresses love and saying that she needs to just off Mulder. Krychek approves. Oh, God. Look, hi, Alex Krychek here. Um, here you go. Here is my list of ways of doing this. Um, Mulder just is... Just let me sit down. Uh, I've got my drink. All right, go. Mulder is, meanwhile, sitting in a large chair. Kristen approaches with one of the large knives and she tells him she tells him that he has to go, saying that the fire is coming. As he stands up, she starts stabbing at something. Mulder dives behind the chair and then comes up to find out that she has stabbed up the uh, man from the bar, the father, I assume. I, you know what? I, I actually don't know. Like, I have no idea because I... He's the cuck in the scenario. Kristen tells him that John is not dead. Mulder... Uh, takes her and they both try to escape on foot. John intercepts them to slam Kristen into the wall and uh, in the scuffle Mulder comes out ahead and he ties John, yeah. John up with a lamp cord. <laughs> and he like grabs the lamp cord and just rips it out of the lamp like no problems like it just broke free. Hey, it's And as he starts the vehicle a woman jumps on the glove. She opens up the garage door first though which we didn't see still. Mulder eventually finds the car vanded by the side of the road. Back at her house, Kristen is dousing everything in gas. Gasoline, gasoline. Which is a fantasy I've had. Just burn it all. I don't, I don't understand why you would think. That. Oh, look, there's goat yoga. Burn it all. <laughs> <laughs> goat yoga. What? What? Oh, oh, shit. We're still recording, aren't we? He kicks her right in the face. He does. He does. John tells her that she can't kill him because she isn't one of them. And Kirsten says that uh, says that she actually 
is and lights a match. Killed anyone? Oh, she went. And then somehow that little can of gasoline caused the entire blow. Like a <laughs> motherfucker. Oh my oh god, this man, is one of my man. favorite things about the. Like, this is my favorite shot the entire episode. <laughs> like, there is this mushroom cloud of shit. Like, a shockwave. <laughs> An actual, like, <laughs> it's like it's like a small nuclear device goes off. The it's the vampire magic. I knew they were combustible. <laughs> old natural high too. Yeah, yeah they didn't make mushroom clouds so soon after she drops the match. <laughs> it is just sort of yeah. like make you believe it. Like actually burned the house a little bit and got into a main gas line, and that's yeah. why it exploded. Like, yeah, that's believable. <laughs> That's viable, but it's like the fact is she drops the match, he screeches, and boom, kaboom. Yeah, it's it's pretty glorious. It's one of my. It's like I just I see that, and I'm like, I, like you know, maybe they show it moving towards the boiler or something. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll give them this one. They just didn't show the scene where Mulder sees the house engulfed in flames, and then it explodes because you know, <laughs> gas lines, whatever. Well, because you know, and That's it's why like, anybody would need gas heating in Los Angeles. Well, and like, here's the thing. Here is the shorthand you could have used: is that no, you're right. Propane, kind of ridiculous. Gas heating in Los Angeles, kind of silly. Uh, even up in the mountains uh, in around Malibu, what you could have used as sort of some visual shorthand, as opposed to gasoline, is your gas stove. Ah, you know. Because that would have been a little bit, at least a little more believable than just like the explosion. Than the explosion, and you could still have the gasoline being dumped. It, but what do I know, right? We also, by the way, ran out of my notes like three pages ago. I just, <laughs> I, I gave up. So later, Mulder is sitting on a patch of grass while the detachment of firefighters come through the area that was once Kirsten's house. They found four bodies, but just ashes and bones at this point. So that it's was a- like the world's hottest fucking fire. And it's still not burning, like, to that moment. That was that firefighter's first day. He looked so hurt that he couldn't deliver, you know, live people to Mulder. Most, you know, first responders get jaded pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, like, like... Shaking his head, you know, kicking at the ground, like, I wish there was something I could do to help. Maybe I can sprinkle water on them and they'll get better. I don't know. I'll try it. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is it's like even my dad, who... um gets pretty significantly i mean this is one of the reasons he didn't go on car accident calls anymore because uh, it was starting to really get to him that he wasn't feeling it is yeah he'll even tell you that it's like i can sit i could actually walk out of this room and be like hey dad explain to me what the smell of burning flesh is like and you can do it like uh, and you're right uh first responders are just like yeah that's what it is hickory or pepper yeah he always says it smells like a uh, bad lasagna but yeah like that's the thing is it's like mm. <laughs> But that's the thing. You're right. It's I don't like think I've ever had a bad. We are talking about food again. I'm still hungry. Yeah, I know. Should stop. But it's uh. like that's the thing. Is it's like yeah, that guy is really disturbed that there are four bodies in a really hot fire for there to be just ash and bone. Mulder stares into the distance and pulls out Scully's cross, looking at it and clenching it tight in his fist. As we go to the end credits, and whoo boy. Uh, yeah, I stand by. This is maybe a face of Mars contender or outstanding achievement in bad television. Okay, question. Yes. The third girl, the actual unholy spirit. Yes. She is not Kristen. Who no. the fuck is she? She's the, I okay, like, this is the thing 
Um, she looks like her, but she's got crazier eyebrows. <laughs> I am literally trying to look this up. That is Justina Vale. I I was having a hard time distinguishing that too at first. That at first I thought she was the same woman from the beginning. Uh, is she is Justina Vale. She has been in. Uh, hang on. Thought that the same one that Mulder was helping was from the beginning, where they killed that one person. Has Kristen killed? Was she being used as a foxhound? What's what's going on here? Uh, how did that guy survive being burned by the sunlight how did he get back out of the morgue like did they put him in the morgue or did they just shut the door and leave him in the cell and like ah we'll just wait till he you know completely burns away like what that part right there like pissed me off i'm like waiting this one has to have either these are are larpers or they're real vampires and they're not giving us any kind of fucking indication as to why or not why not i mean yeah Mulder. he says he casts no reflection Mulder can see him in a mirror and and it's sort of like they do play fast and loose with what might actually be considered vampire uh lore and it's like they can't see themselves in a mirror but you can what the fuck is the point of that the whole point of vampires casting no reflection is they can sneak up fucking behind you well and also the guy that uh, can only go invisible when no one's looking at him (laughs) well and also the the notion of vampires being uh invisible in uh mirrors is because generally mirrors uh to a point were actually made with silver and the idea is the purity of silver casts uh evil spirits away that's why vampires can't look i fucking write books about ghosts and myths all right i know what i'm saying here so okay that explains it then they're using really cheap mylar uh stretched fake mirrors and that's why they can see them because mylar (laughs) isn't silver yeah, I don't know. So it, it, it could is, technically still be legit vampires. And we yeah, it just it, it, but it's all just it's like I I don't know. Either they kind of play fast and loose with a few things. They kind of don't explain anything, and it's not a great episode. Meanwhile, okay, we've got Penny Reeves coming in here to play Kristen. Perry Reeves. Perry Reeves. No, it's Penny. No, it's Perry. Perry Reeves coming in to play Kristen. Right at the time. David Duchovny's real-life girlfriend. These guys have about as much chemistry on screen together as Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman did in Eyes Wide Shut. And if you haven't seen that movie, they didn't have that much. Well, no, and like that's the thing that always gets me is that it's like there are these couples that show up. Like You can see it sometimes with Marina McCarran, who is gorgeous and has so much, and Ben McKenzie, who they are clearly fucking in the real world. Like She became pregnant with his child during Gotham, but you watch Gotham and it's like, uh oh, but you don't even get the impression that they like each other. No, no. It's like, yeah, the, 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 the interaction between them is not any kind of scintillating things. There's implied sex. So Mulder finally gets his rocks off in one of these episodes. And there's actually a note about that somewhere that it's like, yeah, we wanted to do this to show Mulder is like a guy. When they showed him without his shirt on, I was like, what happened? Meanwhile, <laughs> Scully has been missing since since August. She's missing for like three to four months. And it's like off in fucking California banging vampires. Fuck this episode. Jesus Christ. We did not need this episode after Dwayne Barry and Ascension. We did not need this. May, and I realize you may have wanted a palate cleanser. No, just take it straight into fucking one breath. <laughs> Take us straight into one breath, or write us, or write an episode that's n- of Mulder alone that's not shit, because this episode was shit. I think what this episode proves is one thing, which is David Duchovny cannot carry the series. 
<laughs> David Coveney cannot carry a series by himself. And I mean, you and I talked about this. He's like, it, we had made the comment that you and I watched a couple of seasons of Californication. And you're like, well, you could carry that. I'm like, no, he can't. The reason Californication works is because there's some interesting support characters. And basically, that's pretty much what this episode proves, is that it's like Jillian Anderson really carried the X-File. She is like the overall MVP of this show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone truly appreciates how hard she works to make that show palatable to everybody. If you didn't, go back and watch this episode and, oh my god, yeah. It it really hurts from her not being there. Okay. Anybody else got thoughts on this? I completely agree. I it's just a ugh. it's almost as good as Twilight and Twilight's terrible. I missed mm. uh I was wondering where their sharp teeth were at. Uh, I completely missed that Lord. When they showed the mouths close up, there was never any sharp teeth. It was just blood in it. And the thing is there will be a vampire episode later. There will be bad blood, which is kind of written off as a jokey episode, but is way better with vampire lore than this. And also it has Owen Wilson. Let's go ahead and uh, disseminate the information before we hand out the ratings for this turkey of an episode. (laughs) That's a chicken. I'm sorry. The FBI basement is as part of the Medicinal Mass Network, a fine collection of podcasts run by Mr. Valentine Strand. Sir? Uh, head on over to MedicinalMass.com, where we're just starting up the store where you can buy antiques from Atlantis. It's uh, some pretty cool, rare stuff, uh, and you can only get it at MedicinalMass.com. All right. And uh, if for all of your art needs and uh, some uh, video editing, some sound editing... Look no further than Marissa Leterio, the Oddite Delight. Yeah, I do a little bit of everything. I'm, I'm open for commissions. You can find me at facebook.com slash O-D-D-E-L-I-G-H-T-A-R-T. Oddite Art. And on most social media platforms as Oddite Delight. A little bit of everything. Hit me up. If you uh, crave the written word, if you're a member of the Literati, you could do worse than checking out the, the hot new voice in urban fantasy, S.D. Huff and the Department of the Arcane series. Yes. Yes, you could do that. How might they do that? <laughs> Man on a Flaming Pie? Or check out schuffwrites.com or check her out on Amazon or just go through the Medicinal Mass website and click on the Amazon link, which <laughs> helps support us. Also, speaking of supporting us, uh, we are thrilled to death to have made the uh, Stitcher's list of uh, top 100 rising podcasts. We appreciate your downloads and your listening. We would also appreciate it if oh. you would... <laughs> Watson. Watson would also, also. <laughs> Watson approves of everything we do. Watson, our wonderful beagle, Watson. wants you to like us on Facebook. Watson. Rate us on iTunes. Get those reviews out there and share us with all of your friends in any way you know how. And also, you can support us on Patreon by www.patreon.com slash the FBI basement, where even a $1 donation gets you access to our Discord channel, access to uh, special audio, access to special art, and all sorts of extra goodies that are coming your way via the Patreon. And I will rub his belly extra if you donate to the Patreon. And I will tell him it's from you. Going like 40 miles an hour right now. Sounds like one of those at the end of a car commercial. (laughs) Void offering Canada. Yeah, like, void, we're prohibited. I'm going to speed that up in post. <laughs> it's just because he barked. I don't know what he wants. I, I guess butt scratches. And now it's time to deliver our ratings. This one, I'm going to give this one a half empty bag of iron rich Capri Sun. Okay. Well, I am going to actually decrease this episode's uh, dice pool by two and give it, of course, a drain on its willpower and blood pool. Okay. 
Marissa. I, I give this one one out of ten silhouettes of women standing in a doorway provocatively. And Valentine. Yeah, I'll give this one shocker completely covered in AIDS blood, licked <laughs> off by a person covered in, in uh, biker leather. Oh, what does the pa- what is, what does our patron review of the week say? Uh, I give this episode has one, one. vampire rebound out of five. <laughs> wow, that that is that is a ringing endorsement. Also, that there are a few episodes that Duchovny shines uh, by himself, but this was certainly not one of them. Uh, yeah, that's also true. Oh, and Watson is just over in a corner whining. Dan, like, what do we got coming up next week? Uh, Yeah, so I am literally just going to read the TV guy description because it's hilarious. Mulder, David Duchovny, tries desperately to give Scully a reason to live after she is found in a coma. (laughs) That is the literal description. (laughs) We're back to the status quo, folks. (laughs) Oh, my God. A reason to live. A reason to live. (laughs) Gotta convince her it's worthless. Scully, it's worth it. Come back. There are bodies to poke. This has been a fun ride, hasn't it, folks? (laughs) Oh, also, we get to see some uh, tickle bitties in that one. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm. We're going to the... Yeah, Scully's got some tickle bitties in that one. We will all be lusting after a woman in a coma next week on the FBI Basement. The FBI Basement premieres every... What Thursday morning in the wee hours due to Valentine's insane sleep schedule. And my hookup with Dwayne Barry. Dwayne Barry's got the shit. Oh, wait, does Dwayne Barry have the math? It is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and anywhere you can possibly take your on-demand audio. You can listen to it in the, in your kitchen. You can listen to it in your car. You can listen to it while you work out or while you sit around and eat methamphetamines. Nom, 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 nom. Can you find the meth on iTunes? I, I would say no. I am Todd for Marissa, Shannon, and Valentine, letting you know good night, basement dwellers, and remember the truth is out there. Don't do my stand school. Bye. Bye. Conpoyos. Go with chicken. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Burn it all. Hydrate, you hippie.